everybody. Welcome to the next installment of the Q to Q podcast. If you don't know us by now, my name is Becca. My name is Ben. And we are here to talk to you about all the amazing theme park stuff going on in the world. And of course, as always, mm-hmm. the ever loving topic that we, we discuss for the day. Um, so let's yeah. start with the most boring part of our podcast. Ben, how was your week? My week was, well, I worked. That was it. It was, there's not a lot to it. Just a lot of work. Yeah, I did a lot of work at the beginning of the week. And then uh, my favorite part of the week was we recorded the next installment of the QDQ Kitchen. Mm-hmm. That was fun. That was a so good one. So look forward to seeing those, for those coming up. Um, as always, mm-hmm. huge thanks to Filmmaker Brunch. Go check him out if you haven't. He helped us. He actually pretty much directed us with this this latest installment. And he did, uh, we had three cameras set up and it was a whole fun time. And he did a bunch of shots that we never would have thought of doing. So look forward to seeing yeah, some, it's some cool product shots. Way, way, way better than the ones we had before. So if you have seen those previous ones, um, you're in for, uh, I don't know, a little surprise. It's going to be no surprise. production quality is up a little bit. And if you haven't seen them, well, you can go visit our Patreon at uh, patreon.com slash Q to Q. Spell it just like the podcast. And you can get in on all that fun stuff and yeah. watch our antics on Q to Q Kitchen. Yeah, we're having a great time. I, I love filming and, and Brunch is, he's, he's a good dude. Um, but yeah. Sure is. Um, Oh, I watched Hocus Pocus last night. That was a pretty big highlight oh, of yeah? my week. Um, I, I usually watch it every few Getting years. in the fall mood. It was not, it was never my favorite growing up, but uh, my my best friend, mm-hmm. we had a little sleepover last night and we oh. we got wine drunk and watched Hocus Pocus and it was great. <laughs> Excellent. Mm-hmm. It was good. So uh, That sounds like um, October is right around the corner. It's like what ten days from from recording. Yeah, spoopy season is upon us, my friends. That's right. Um, so, so let's jump jump right into the news. Um, yeah, yeah, we we should do that. So the first thing on the news this week is actually something we missed from last week. You want to talk about it, Ben? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a clip going around of this man in Hollywood Studios who decided that he was going to try to start an anti-mask uprising in the middle of the park, and he was yelling out misquotes from A Bug's Life and trying to get people to rise up. So he only accomplished getting banned for life from Disney. <laughs> it did yeah, not go very and, well for uh... I, I don't want to share it specifically, so uh, go browse on your own time, everybody. But um, yeah, he, the look of anti-masker in Disney. The, he was uh, he, yeah, he was. There's a lot of videos going around of people who took videos of him, and then he also was live streaming almost the entire time. So um, there's also a video of literally the moments where they are kicking him out, and as a as a pro do the right thing and follow the rules kind of person i thought it was pretty entertaining <laughs> mm-hmm. Re- regardless of your opinions on masks a-, a business still has the right to require you to wear it so right so Shrug. um it- we've said it before if you're gonna go out to amusement parks or or um adventures or things like that and if they if they require masks if they require covid precautions just be the do the right thing follow those rules do what they require um you'll never hear bad things Mm -hmm. from anybody if you just follow follow the guidelines it's temporary you'll be over soon yeah and you'll uh but what's not temporary is this man's ban so that's, That's a doozy. <laughs> and, and that was the thing that happened is it, there was a bunch of stuff going around on this Twitter of like the guy was recording to try to get attention and boy, did he get attention, but negative attention. It's just not, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not cool to, to go into these places, especially because a lot of the times he's, um, it's just being rude to the 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 frontline disney employees and those people are working Mm -hmm. they're working hard for their money they're working hard for their time like 
those people aren't the ones who make the rules. They just enforce yeah. it. You know, I don't know. Just do the right thing. That's all. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next thing. Uh, Disney recently announced that the Walt Disney World water parks will open no sooner than March of 2021, which um, annually the water parks tend to go down for refurb in January and February anyway. So it's probably just like, mm. a, they're not very popular because it's, it's, while it's not cold per se in Florida, it is colder in January and February and they're not yeah. as popular anyway. I don't know. Um, I've, I've been down in Florida in January and it was 30 degrees. So I'm not interested in going to a water park in January. There, I don't care. There was one day, there was one day in November, it was 39 degrees. And there were all these people who were on vacation from, uh, from New England. Like they all had like, like you could tell who was from the North versus who was from Florida mm -hmm. because the people in Florida were wearing um, like, like, parkas and like winter coats and hats and scarves and the people from new mm -hmm. england were like maybe in a sweatshirt probably a long sleeve and <laughs> i've definitely and seen the, the thing that was people are bundled up the thing that was a struggle was it was um a halloween party night and uh -huh. you've been to the special events so you know how you get a wristband those wristbands are impossible yep. to put on when your hands are cold because they're just like like they're very hard plastic. It was it was a struggle, and we would. It was a uh, Christmas party night, so anytime anyone came in, we'd be like, "Welcome to Mickey's very merry Christmas party." As you can see, we've brought the cold just for the occasion. It was good. <laughs> it, it was a good night. Everybody had smiles on their faces. Like almost no one was complaining about the cold. It was nice. Um, That's excellent. But yeah, water parks. Uh, I. I think it makes sense because it would be an area of the park or it would be an area where you are have to be maskless for safety wise. Um, mm -hmm. So I think it's for their right. precautions. It's a, it's a good choice. I also think they're already having such a hard time with um, like the parks are almost never at capacity already. So I think giving people more options would even limit that. Right. Um, I was going to say, I don't think people are specifically going to Orlando right now with the, the water parks in mind. Right. If people are going to Disney, they're probably going to a, to a park. Um, Usually the water parks are something like, oh, I have an extra day and a ticket. I guess I'll go check out the water park. They're great, right. but I don't think people are really sad that they're not able to go right now. Well, I think on the same topic of the water parks, they're also like half day things. Like you can't usually get mm -hmm. a full day out of it. And even if you want, like if the lines are long enough for a full day, like you don't want to stay there the full day because it's just like, oh, I got to wait really long line and it's hot and whatever. So I don't know. I think it's, it's a, it's a smart choice yeah. on Disney's Disney's part. They don't have to deal with operating costs there. Um, but speaking of, and this I think goes hand in hand with the next thing on the news, which is that Disney will no longer be offering the option to renew a platinum plus pass. Now what a platinum. Oh, this is a very hard thing to say. Now, what a Platinum Plus fast. Pass previously <laughs> came with was no blockout dates, access to all four parks in, um, in Orlando, water, the water parks, the Oak Trail Golf Course, and the ESPN Wide World of Sports. So um, I think it can, it, the, the, the failure to provide an option to renew this pass is coming with the fact that the water parks won't be open anytime soon because the large yeah. draw for that pass is probably the water parks. Like, I don't know anybody who's like, I'm going to get the top tier annual pass. Cause I want to go to the ESPN wide world of sports anytime I want. Right. Oh yes. Oak trail golf course. <laughs> That one I can see a little bit more. The golf course is really nice. It's over in the Disney Springs area. And um, oh, sure. I stayed at Old Key West and our back porch was like on the green. Like you could look right out and see people golfing oh, wow. and people would just anytime they'd walk by, they'd be like, how are you doing? And we would be like, how's, how's the game? And they would be like, oh, you know, it's not as good as normal. Or they would be like, pretty well we're up this whatever or like down i guess i don't know how golf scoring like the terminology i don't like mm -hmm. yeah fewer strokes is better sport well i know that yeah oh because dance um, stuff the expos are always there well no i go there for running stuff they always have the, oh. the fitness expo there 
for um, the marathon weekend. We need to talk about the marathon. We've never talked about that. Yeah, we never have. I've done two of them. Great time. We have to talk about it because I know nothing about it and I would love to know more. <laughs> we'll be doing it this year because it's sold out instantly. Yeah, literally everything sold out. Every single run sold out immediately. And I think it's probably because they had less, less slots, slots available. Yeah, yeah, fewer, fewer slot spaces available. Um, and they just like never really announced it. So by the time we finally found out it was open, it was just, everything was gone. Half marathon, marathon, 5K, 10K. Have you looked at the, um, the other ones of, across the year? Have they opened registration for like the Star Wars ones or the, the, I know that you're, don't think I don't know so. how you feel about the princess one, but I also feel like that, that could, be I fun. would, I, I would run it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the princess one is not afraid to wear a pink spring. dress and run a half marathon. Oh my God, Ben. Yeah. I mean, I'd look into it. I, I just love marathon weekend. We've been doing that for years. It's a good weekend Previously, to go. We'd, yeah. We'd um, previously had done the wine and dine half marathons. That was during the, um, food and wine festival but yeah that was fun because way back in the day they let you do the run and it was at night and then after the run you could walk around epcot until like wee hours of the morning i love that um it was a good time yeah i know we've said this like a million times marathon weekend is one of my favorite times to go it's not hot the crowds are typically pretty low and it's also the start of um now since 2017 the festival of the arts is that is that start like marathon weekend kicks off festival of the arts which is fun because that's my favorite festival um anyway so yeah they've suspended those those platinum passes um and all right they are encouraging people to get the just the regular platinum pass which i believe is just no blockout dates and then, like the platinum plus, yeah, plus that's the one I had, the higher one. Um, and if, and actually, Disney. I think we've already talked about this, but I'll just remind everybody that Disney's actually suspended all new purchases of annual passes. So, like, if you and I were to move down to Florida, we couldn't get. I mean, we might be able to get a resident pass because there's resident stuff. But like, if you and I were like, yeah, I think I think resident passes are fine, but like out of state, they're not doing it. Yeah, and it's just specifically because they want to um, accommodate those who already have passes because there's a very specific registration time like system now so yeah um next thing um the new beauty and the beast ride is to open in tokyo disneyland on september 28th now this is the one i don't know if you've seen these videos this has been going around for like years i remember seeing the promo video for it like in like 2017 and looking at the animatronic for bell and being astounded at how impressive it was um really yeah i don't think i've seen anything on that surprisingly um yeah have you seen the the um the animatronic for it no i haven't it's so impressive we should we should link it yeah you should link that to me um let's let me see uh can we can you oh here it is yet a year ago it was announced i thought it was like a million i suppose it wasn't copy I'm guessing that their castle looks better. <laughs> Every other Disney park castle outside. Actually, Cinderella Castle, she looks good. There's just... Cinderella Castle looks good. I'm talking about specifically our Beauty and the Beast castle. Oh, yeah. You mean in New <laughs> yeah, Fantasyland? Yeah, you know, the 10-foot or... castle. <laughs> oh, yes, in New Fantasyland. Did you get to it yet? Yeah. I just really like it because it's not that weird projection stuff going on. It's like an actual animatronic of Belle that looks just like Belle. You know? Right. They've been doing a lot of um, projection animatronics. I think the projection animatronics are fine. But the thing that I... They are. The thing that I have issues with is like the screens are so much brighter than like the actual skin tone of the rest of the figure most of the time and like right. i think we've talked about it with shay of like the lightning mcqueen one is incredible it works really really well because it's just well, that, that blend but like the frozen ones not so much the dwarves again not so much but yeah this ride looks insane and it just 
I just want to save up to go to to go to all the Asian parks because the Asian parks are just worlds yeah, beyond I would really what we're love doing. To go to Tokyo. Yeah, Disney Sea specifically, I'd love to go to. I know, but I need to figure out what's going on in the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. I need to know. Right, I will get the international QTQ tour eventually. Sometime. Um. This ride looks amazing. Right. So that's going to be open next weekend in Tokyo Disneyland. Exciting things. Um, Next is Beach Bend Amusement Park and Splash Lagoon in Bowling Green, Kentucky is allowing families to rent the entire park to go on unlimited rides. Um, So you can have families up to six people and they can't accommodate more if you call ahead and they'll figure it out with you. You can have rent up to eight hours they come in two hour time slots and a two hour time slot it starts at just the humble price of five thousand dollars hey that's pretty good for when you have a whole amusement park to yourself yeah man i don't know and they, they said basically like you save all this time because you're not waiting you also don't have to wait for your like if parts of your group want to go on a ride and others don't you're like all right here i go because you can just go wherever you want because there's nobody else in the park you don't risk your kids getting stolen, you don't risk losing people and whatever, because just in a big old amusement wow. park. Um, that's pretty. Uh, that's pretty cool. Five thousand dollars is a little more than I can afford, but I'm sure people are gonna go. Yeah, for it. I mean, I wouldn't, but I'm sure someone will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's only for two hours. Oh yeah, five thousand dollars is only for two hours. I'm not sure exactly. You can rent <laughs> up to eight hours. <laughs> I don't know if it's like $5,000 per two-hour session or if it's like $5,000 to start and then negotiate your way up and it's like not – like I can't imagine mm. anyone spending $40,000 a day to rent this no-name park in Kentucky. Like, I don't know. I say no-name. That's probably very inf- offensive. If Beach Bend Amusement Park is listening, I don't – think you're a no-name i just don't know anything about you she just doesn't know your name just invite us to your park and then we'll talk all great things about it yeah you know we'll, we'll give it the, the vlog tour and talk it up and it'll be a great time um so as we said spooky season is upon us and so i wanted to talk about specifically some halloween themed news um so we'll start with disney news you got um seasonal character calvacades and basically what's happening is that uh characters are coming out in their little halloween costumes looking all cute and um the boo to you floats are, are wandering around with with part of the soundtrack so the characters are dressed up in their either boo to you regalia or um in their Halloween party costumes, for, like for the meet and greets, and you can see them from afar, like they've been doing with all the other characters, as they just like wander past on a float. But like, it's almost—it's really fun because it's like almost like this weird Halloween party experience, and you don't even have to pay a premium; you're just going to the park like you normally would, which is really cool. That's pretty cool. Um. Guests can also wear costumes in the park now until October 31st. Any day guest can wear a costume. Awesome. Yeah, it's not just like kids and it's also any time you can, you're encouraged to dress up. This is also a thing that's happening at Universal Studios is they're encouraging people to, to dress up and have a good time and make light of everything. Um, that's super cool. Universal opened their two haunted houses, and it seemed to go really, really well. The only people's complaint is that the the queue is getting filled up really early, but it's that limited spot again, which is mm. it's it was funny because on the pass holder page because I'm still there even though I have revoked it. Um, on the pass holder page, people are like, "Wow, now I feel now I know how those mouse people feel with Rise of the Resistance." <laughs> <laughs> yep Um, that's true that's fun there's trick-or-treating at universal that's good yeah so you you find all the pumpkin stamps and it seemed kind of like the alphabet game in which we talked about on a couple episodes ago and you guys will see the best game in our our vlog which is coming up um so you find all the pumpkins around the park i think it's an islands of adventure game but it could also just be a studious one 
um, and you get a bag of candy for free. And it's not just like random candy and assortments. It's like you pick one of your favorite gourmet candies of like like peach rings or, or something like that. You get a little bag. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, spooky season has well, not died. That's, that's cool that they're doing that stuff. Yeah. Um, no, it has not died. And it will live on within all of us. Yes. I don't know how familiar you are with Alton Towers. Alton Towers is a sm- smaller amusement park, probably to about the same caliber as Hershey Park in the UK. Um, and Alton Towers has started their Oktoberfest celebration, which is, you know, standard fare with food and um, some some October spirit, if you will. Mm. Um, so that's going on over in the UK. And then um, you have a bunch of little little things popping up here and there for locally too. Of um, I know there's like Fright Kingdom in Nashua seems to be looking like they're gonna they're gonna be opening up. I keep seeing um, a couple ads for like drive-through ones up around here. So oh, um, <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Stream and Scream, which is um, a drive-through haunt in Orlando, just opened this weekend. So I hope. They're doing well. I saw a thing that was like going to Halloween Horror Nights' daytime haunts today and then going to the media preview for Scream and Scream tonight. And I was like, what a day. Imagine. Oh, I know. That's awesome. So much spookiness. Um, And finally in the news, um, SeaWorld is doing their normal Halloween bash. You got trick-or-treating around the park. Um, which is, it's mostly in Sesame Street land, I believe. And then you have a maze, which is in a pumpkin patch and it's geared towards the little ones. And then you have Count Von Count's character breakfast, which is what they're calling a served buffet. So basically you get a list of all the things that's offered in the buffet and the servers will, will bring it to you as you, as you requested. Uh-huh. Oh, very cool. And you get to meet Count Von Count from afar and he's doing all his counting as he does and then um you got cooker cook cooker rating cookie decorating with cookie monster and you get to decorate your little cookies and show them off and get cookie monsters approval and then he'll eat them because that's what what he he does does, which is but it's it's a good thing it's socially distanced because he can't get to your cookie so your cookie is Mm. thus saved that's a good point Mm mm-hmm um, and mm. SeaWorld is also encouraging everybody to wear costumes. So it's a fun time. Ben, do you know what you're going to be for Halloween yet? I actually do not. I should know, but I don't know. What did you do last year? Um, Heather and I dressed up as she dressed up as a vampire, and I'm pretty sure I was her victim. Cute. <laughs> Um, yeah it's great yeah mike and i haven't nailed nailed down what we want to do this year either um but last year i was on tour and i was well two things i did the halloween party and for the halloween party i was uh furb to clara's phineas and we had a perry the platypus that made the little noise um and it was one of the disney plushes and we um Mm-hmm. turned him into a handbag so we could put all our stuff in him and we had a little strap so that he just like laid like lived on us and we didn't have to carry <laughs> him it was it was really convenient and awesome. awesome and people the whole day were like where did you get him and we were like we made him <laughs> sorry um i made and, this and then for halloween halloween while i was on tour we did um, minor characters from harry potter and i was bellatrix Lestrange. excellent still one of my i think one of my best cosplays of all time was the my bellatrix costume but i digress halloween is coming everybody tell, yeah. let us know what comment is? we're getting on whichever post you're looking at yeah, what are you dressing up as tell us what you're dressing up as and then bonus points and give us some suggestions <laughs> bonus points um once halloween comes send us your pics let us know what you're going to be for halloween and also celebrate safely um yes with that, shall we take a break? Yeah, still a quick break. Great. Yeah, we'll get right back. <laughs> 
Hey everyone, I just wanted to tell you about our new partnership with ScribbleScript Studio. ScribbleScript is an independently owned small business specializing in custom lettering designs. The artist behind it, Emma, is located in the Orlando area and frequently she can be found visiting the parks for inspiration. Some of my favorite stickers are her Happily Ever After Dumbo sticker and her Tower of Terror suitcase. So check her out on Instagram, make sure you let her know that Q2Q sent you, and if you're looking for some fun stickers to put on your laptop or your favorite water bottle, make sure you check out her Etsy shop at ScribbleScript Studio and use the code Q spelled just like the podcast at checkout for 15% off your order today. That's code Q Q U E U E spelled just like the podcast for 15% off your order at ScribbleScript Studios. And we're back. Love that ad, Ben. You know, it just gets better every time I listen to every it. Every single time. Something about it. So this week's topic, um, was actually suggested by brunch filmmaker brunch once again strikes Thanks, so thank you brunch we already we already posted a bunch about it we already posted a bunch about brunch <laughs> posted a brunch about it a brunch um and we posted are going to be talking about, about hidden mickeys and actually when brunch was like have you guys talked about hidden mickeys we were like no how have we not talked about yeah, like- hidden mickeys it just never came up. I yeah. think we like maybe touched on the fact once or twice, but I don't think we'd ever actually done anything about it. So yeah, this is going to be our segment talking about hidden Mickeys. Yeah, so it's going to be a good time. We'll talk about um, kind of the history and the 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 the, the showstoppers of hidden Mickeys. Um, so yeah, uh, a lot of the stuff we got from good old Wikipedia, TPM vids, finding Mickey.com, hiddenmickeys.org, oh my Disney, and the hidden Mickey guy. Also, I think I have a little bit of inside knowledge from an offhand Disney video I watched a bunch of years ago because we love offhand. Dallin, if you're listening, awesome. please we sure give do. us a shout out because you do good stuff. So the first question you might be asking if you're unfamiliar with Disney parks is that what is a hidden Mickey? A hidden Mickey is a representation of Mickey Mouse that has been inserted subtly into the design of a ride, attraction, theme park, movie, TV show, or any other Disney product or property. I'm uh, looking at the hidden Miko below my desk right now. (laughs) Hidden Miko. Oh my god, what if we did a series of Hidden Miko and it's just you posting pics of like your living room and being like, where's my cat? <laughs> I would love that. She likes to burrow, so that's fine. Hi, cutie. Can you hear her? Quality cat content. All right, so yeah, I've got uh, Miko's going to help me out with this one. You want to be a Hidden Miko? All right, so... Um, The most common hidden Mickeys take the form of what's called the classic Mickey. And that is one big circle with two smaller ones attached at the top at 45 degree angles. Um, The classic Mickey design also follows the quarter dime rule, which means that if you take a quarter and place a dime on either side at 45 degrees, that should make a perfect Mickey. Did you know that before this? Because I like, I didn't know it, but then I was like thinking about it and I was like, yeah, it makes sense. that makes so much sense. Uh, the most common places to find hidden Mickeys are um, in attractions or attraction settings that are featuring rock work, paintings, or made up of objects in the set of an attraction. Hmm. Yeah, and um, hidden Mickey hunters usually agree that there is a difference in hidden Mickeys versus decorative Mickeys. Most hidden Mickeys are concealed or disguised to fit into their surroundings. Decorative Mickeys are installed as accents or in plain sight. This difference can be subjective, but finding a Mickey is still always fun. Always fun. I love... Uh, it's always a good Do time. you do... Okay, so... Just like finding a Miko. When you were, like, I don't know, six, and you discovered the idea of a hidden Mickey, like, the first time you discovered it, did you mm-hmm. find yourself for the rest of your, your young life until this to this day, if you find, like, a hidden Mickey in the wild, you're like, it's a hidden Mickey. Like, even if it's, like, at Market Basket. Always. I always do that. Just, yep. Just like in a store, it's like, look at that. It's a hidden Mickey. Um, I do that all the time. Like, that's a Mickey. Yep. Um, Hi, so there's also a thing called wishful Mickeys, which I guess is kind of what we're talking about here. Um, that there are ones that are 
almost there, but not quite. A true hidden Mickey will always have the correct proportions. There's also the concept of hidden Disney. Mostly in the films, hidden Disney is a reference to any Disney IP that is hidden in a similar fashion as the hidden Mickeys above. And we're going to talk about the um, hidden Mickeys and Disney's in movies first. Because that's kind of where it started. What are you looking at, you crazy cat? In which Ben gets distracted by Miko this entire episode. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, it's it's hidden Miko's. Is that her tail? Yep, look. Can you see? <laughs> look at that. Her tail just hanging down. Anyway, I'm sorry. Um, first idea of a hidden Mickey comes from the early animators in Disney films. In quick moments of animation, it was not uncommon for animators to hide jokes or Easter eggs in their films, knowing that people would only be able to see them for a split second and it would go away. Um, no one back in the 30s could have imagined the power of the pause function and magic that is the world of Disney+. Plus. Have you seen it's those conspiracies? Could ever possibly imagine. Like, no. there's, so one of them is in The Lion King, I think. Um, and it's like, when Simba lays down and the dust is blowing, there's a... <gasps> yes, I have seen saying, those. I think it's a sex... Sex, um, yeah. And there's like the in the one sh- frame of the Little Mermaid, the priests like peen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like so. Oh, yeah. Those are also like, really fun. Those were masked on the ship. <laughs> yeah, those were all uh, like, and the, you get all those like those memes of like, um, I think it's Gaston who has the stupid face in the middle of like an animation segment, mm-hmm. and those are the things that the animators never anticipated a fun like a pause function or like somebody would be watching it more than once or right. slowed down. So they were just like, haha, funny joke. Cause they were like, it was, that's hilarious. It was one of those things of like, you and I would be like, yeah, what if we just like, what if we give him a dick? No, no, Eisner's never going to notice that. No, he no. won't notice. It's like, a, it's like one frame, <laughs> but Hey, now we're in the, <laughs> we're in the age of Disney plus and you can pause. This is the 21st century. Here we are. Um, actually, the first Hidden Mickey was in the first full-length Disney movie ever made in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. There is a scene in which Dopey is surrounded by bubbles. I believe it's when they're doing the dishes in the house. And the bubbles make up a Mickey head, a perfect Mickey head. And there's also a scene in Cinderella where it shows Cinderella scrubbing the floor and bubbles. And there's three different bubbles and it makes a sideways Mickey mm-hmm. head. Um, and it's actually an insanely common place oh, nice. for Disney to put hidden Mickeys and bubbles across the board. Not only in um, film, but also in their attractions. Interesting. I wonder if they have them in um, like Dumbo. You know, the, the probably the and everything. Probably. We should go probably. on a hunt. Um, I gotta have to look. Yeah, I'm going to go on a bubble Mickey hunt after this. Mm-hmm. Um, so oftentimes, animators will also put Mickey merchandise in stores, on shelves of children's rooms, and on jewelry, um, like in Frozen and Oaken's Hut. And in The Rescuers, or Oliver and Company, as a Mickey Mouse watch, when we talked about Onward, we also talked about all of the Easter eggs in that movie. Um, so while Easter eggs are not uncommon in film, I don't know where I was supposed to finish with the sentence. Hold on. So, so they are not uncommon in film. Disney Imagineering. <laughs> that's okay. I know where I, where I was going. Sorry. I didn't finish that sentence. I'm sorry. Ben, I set you up for failure. So while Easter eggs are not uncommon in the that's film. That's okay. It was going to happen Disney anyway. Imagineering um, has kind of taken off with the concept with, with the parks. Okay. Um, it's become a tradition of theirs. So let's talk about Hidden Mickey's in the parks. Um, so... As the story goes, upon the creation of Epcot, it was decided that the park would be more geared towards adults. It would be the first Disney park to sell alcohol, and with that, executives didn't want the Disney character brand to be associated with alcohol. Thus, no Disney characters, including Mickey and Minnie, would be found in Epcot. Wow, has that changed? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, So Imagineers took this as a challenge. Um, How could they include Mickey into the park? So that obviously putting a mouse in the spotlight. Um, the solution would be to hide what could be confused as paint marks or rock work that look like the iconic ears. That way, if anyone asked, they could call it a happy accident. In 1989, Arlen Miller wrote an article on hidden Mickeys in WDW's Eyes and Ears magazine, which was a cast member publication. It comes out every week to update on um, like 
the inner workings of the company and the news that they should know. Um, the article highlighted some of the hidden Mickeys that were known throughout the park. And later, Miller was contracted by Disney News for more information. And the article made the news spread even further. Uh, so this is now almost a requirement of all new Disney attractions. How do you hide a hidden Mickey in your set or attraction? How obvious or subtle it will be? And is it a classic Mickey or does it take a more original form? And finally, the most significant um, hidden Mickey scheme, I suppose, was the happiest homecoming on Earth at Disneyland. The park added 50 more hidden Mickeys um, and they were advertised as Mickey's 50 ears. Like 50 years, but 50 years. Um, these mm -hmm. Mickeys were classic years. Mickeys, but it's they had the number time. 50 in the center. Um, and they existed only the time throughout the time of the 50th celebration. And I'm not sure if it was like you had to go find them and then you got a prize or it was just like bonus. Where did we hide all the, the new Mickeys? Um, probably like the alphabet game. Probably. So... <laughs> that is the very it's it's very brief but that's about about it on the history of hidden mickeys it just was it was a running joke of imagineering and animators and the people at disney and it just blossomed into this tradition that almost everybody who's been to the park more than once or is a fan of disney knows about a hidden mickey mm -hmm. and they're um one of my favorite things that disney did with the hidden mickeys was i don't know if you were into pin trading at all were you? Um, brief stint. Um, More fascinated with it. I never actually really participated. Yeah, they had. They still have it. Is they ha they make hidden Mickey pins that come out just from. Um, you can only either get them in mystery packs or you can only trade them with, with cast members, and they are, these little pins that have a character or something. Actually, I have one, right here. Uh, maybe. You should definitely post that with the podcast. I have them right here. That's actually one of my favorites. I will post it. Oh, here it comes. Um, it is a hidden Mickey pin. It was part of their alphabet hidden Mickey series. And it's Y for Yensid, the, the Fantasia uh, sorcerer. And there's a little Mickey on the bottom of it. And any, any nice. little pins that had the Mickey on the bottom right there um, were considered hidden Mickey pins. And it was a thing to like collect the entire series of one. There's tie ones. There's the letter ones. Um, there had mm -hmm. the surfboard ones. The tie ones and the surfboard ones were really popular. Hidden Mickey pins. They're awesome. really cool. Um, so let's talk about some of the like most iconic hidden Mickeys in the park. And I think one of the ones that is the most well known for everybody that knows about hidden Mickeys is the one in the haunted mansion. Do you know where that one is? Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Do you want to describe it? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, I know I've seen it. I just can't remember where it is. The Haunted Mansion one, um, there's a few of them, but the specific one that is the most well-known is the Haunted Mansion ballroom plates. So when you go into the ballroom scene, um, one of the place settings is in the, there's like one big plate and then two plates on the either side. And it's, it's a hidden Mickey. And it's... Also one of the easiest ones to see, but it's subtly hidden as, as this thing, because it could just be another place setting, but it's very clearly a Mickey. Um, do you know about the Hollywood Studios hub as a hidden Mickey? Do not. So upon the original design, to me. I will find it. Um, Hollywood Studios hidden Mickey. So upon the original design of the park, I'm going to definitely share this one because it's hard to see now, but um, it's really cool looking back at it. The Imagineers decided that they were going to make the biggest hidden Mickey of all time. Um, and so they used the architecture, I guess is the word I'm going to use, the architecture of the, the park to make a hidden Mickey. So if you check out the show notes, I just shared it with you. They use, you walk down Hollywood Boulevard towards the Chinese theater and there, there was a little green patch of grass as his nose and the Chinese theater was actually supposed to be part of his smile. And then there were two little planters that are still there. The planters are there. They have the, um, the Fantasia statues in there. Yeah. Um, 
those are his eyes. And Echo Lake is one of his ears. And then that's and it's also amazing. fun to look at this picture because it it shows you how small Hollywood studios were. It's because this was when it was MGM. And so like that mm-hmm. over in the corner on his the top of his other ear is that's the Beauty and the Beast stage. Like Hollywood or Sunset Boulevard is not there at all. It's crazy. Right. So like the top of it looks like the brown derby is the other ear. But isn't that amazing that they were like, we're going to design this and it's going to be Mickey Mouse as the hub. Mm-hmm. And you'll only, like, you would only know That's it awesome. by looking, you would only know it by looking, like, overhead. Also, I'll actually, there's there's this good picture I'm sharing as well. It's hard to see because it's a smaller picture, but I'm sharing, uh, like, a before and after into the show notes of what it originally looked like and what it looks like now. So it's, like, almost completely gone now um also like echo lake Uh, was dyed very darker than it is now (laughs) mm -hmm. but yeah it just goes to show like the the creativity of imagineers of just like we're gonna we're gonna try something new we're gonna make the biggest hidden mickey of all time um on the reverse side you got the smallest hidden Mickey that there is. And it's, um, I believe it's the Adventureland amulet. Do you know about this one? I also do. So, and these are all ones that I just know off the top of my head. Like I didn't do any, any further research, um, except for the next one. Um, the Adventureland amulet is on the ground in Adventureland. It's right in front of, um, over by where the Aladdin meet and greet is. Um, and, Mm -hmm. It is a small little, like, it looks like a necklace. It's about, uh, the necklace itself is about the size of, like, I don't know, like, two and a half inches. It's, like, the size of our buttons on the the cutie cutie buttons, which I still haven't gotten you yours. Um, Keep forgetting. But it's about the size of a button. um, And it's this, like, little oval shape. And in the middle of it, it has a tiny, tiny little ingrained or, like, raised Mickey head in the middle of it. And it's hard to see because if you know that the over where um, Magic Carpets is, the, the ground is all like gemstones and jewelry and jewels and things. So it's hard to see because it's just like blending in with its surroundings. But if you find it, you feel cool. And that's the other thing about Hidden Mickeys is like, there's nothing impressive about knowing where Hidden Mickeys are. You just, they're just fun. You don't get anything out of it. Oh yeah, they're super fun. And the, the crazier thing is that there's no complete list. Like, Imagineers haven't been like, here's where all the Hidden Mickeys are. It's just like, I don't know, there's Hidden Mickeys somewhere. I know the ones I put in. Yeah. I, I saw a book with, like, had a compiled list of a lot of Hidden Mickeys. I don't know if it was all of them, obviously, but... Yeah, there's a couple... I, I don't think there's any way to track them all. There's a couple books out there, and they're, the books are great, um, but they rides come and go so quickly and like refurbs happen so even just like a simple repainting job could get rid of a hidden mickey you know that's crazy Mm -hmm. um this next one i i put on the iconic list because i learned about it and i was like this is some imagineering bullshit and it's just insane so there is what they call a once a year hidden mickey in the queue line of Ariel's Undersea Adventure. And it's, really? you can only see this hidden Mickey on November 18th. Do you know what November 18th is? Is Mickey's not. birthday. You can oh, only see it that. on his birthday. And what it is, is that in the rock work, they've made a perfect silhouette so that the light, when it shines through on November 18th, will project a Mickey on the wall. Right? Oh my god. Right? <laughs> it's pretty mild. So like, November 18th, 2021, you know where I'll be. In the queue for Ariel's Undersea Adventure. <laughs> We're doing it live. Um, oh my god, we should. Live stream <sighs> from the park. Um... Easter eggs and hidden things games. So there's a bunch of hidden Mickeys and it's it's again like we said there's like a huge amount of them and if you're interested like just easily go look up like 
hidden Mickey's at Disney or or wherever. Um, but let's talk about on the similar vein of like hidden object games and and hidden things at, at the Disney parks because they're kind of Imagineering's mm-hmm. getting very creative with giving people activities to do while they're in the park. And one of them is, um, I think this is specifically for like dads that don't want to go on Fantasyland rides. Um, it's the Find the Pascals game. Game. Yep. Um, I'm sure you've played it. I found them all. You have? Oh yeah. I think I'm still missing some. Um. So do you want to tell tell everybody about it a little bit? Yeah, so um, in uh, the rest stop, there's you see Pascal, and there's a little note on the ground that says, like, help me find my friends or something like that. So if you look through the various scenery, you'll just find um, different colored chameleons just hiding, having a good time playing. Uh, it's just kind of fun. I like, I like that area. I wish it was a little more than just a rest stop, but everything's really nice. Yeah, there. that area... That area is really nice. I do wish that there was more more to it. Like I wish there was a, like yeah. a ride associated with Rapunzel, but um, or even like a shop or something. But there's just a bathroom. <laughs> yeah, um, the bathroom is really nice. But they're oh, also they have charging stations there, and it's like a nice little place to sit. And they have the really cool photo up. Um, yep. But the Pascals like tend to blend in with their surroundings like they insanely do. well. Mm-hmm. like a lot of them are against buildings or on top of things and like like i know there's one in the riverbed that is gray and it matches the gray of the the water and it's like where is he so if you're not looking carefully you could easily miss it um oh yeah but those who know it's there it's a it's a fun time um also in in the same vein um, the the festivals over at Epcot have started doing um, very similar things. Of they have temporary like find the certain character that's hosting this this festival. Um, I believe so. There's three festivals at Epcot, or there's four. I don't know what's I don't know what the one for the holidays one is. But during food and wine, there's Remy. You go find Remy the rat because of course he's the, mm-hmm. the the champion of food and wine, as we know. Well, we've, seen, we've all seen Ratatouille. If you haven't, go watch um, it. And I during, disappointed in you. Yeah, me too. Um, then over in during the Festival of the Arts, you have Figment hiding around with his little paintbrush, teaching you how to use your imagination to bring you to art. And then over at the Flower and Garden Festival, there's Buzzy the Bee, and he's a new character yeah. this year as well. Buzzy. Um, he's doing his best. Um, he sure is. I believe Orange Bird is also going around during, during the, the Flower and Garden Festival. Oh, nice. Um, flower and wine <laughs> i wonder if they've taken down the topiaries yet i haven't heard any news about I wonder. that i'm sure they have they, well, they have to we'll figure it out and meet back here next week and talk about it because <laughs> food and wine's that, already we started we will right? forget yeah food and wine started when they opened the park yeah it's not food and wine it's like the taste of epcot's food and wine festival because it's not offering the exact same things as they do but it's food and wine um, there's also a ton of, uh, Easter eggs in, of old retired attractions at Disney. And just to, um, like, like, again, there's a ton of them, so we couldn't possibly deal with all of them, but, um, I just wrote a couple to name a few. Um, the first one being in the queue, it's still Ariel's Undersea Adventure. There's a ton of hidden mickeys and mm-hmm. hidden things in ariel um the where ariel's undersea adventures um where that used that ride sits used to be the location of the ride Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea mm-hmm. um Twenty Thousand leagues Under the sea for those of you who not, do not know is very similar to the nemo undersea adventure or journey or whatever it's called over in uh Disneyland, but you basically you got inside a submarine, which was the Nautilus submarine from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, mm-hmm. and you would go under the water and look at all the sea creatures and the lost city of Atlantis and all these things. And um, they that ride sit, sat vacant for like years. They didn't do anything with it, and then when they announced New Fantasyland, they decided that that land was going to be used for the Ariel ride. 
the Little Mermaid ride. And um, to pay tribute to the previous ride, they put a Nautilus in the rock work. In the rocks. And it's pretty easy to see. If you look at it's like around like the first corner of the queue, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know about this next one, Ben? I'm sure you do. Yes. Um, um, so. Do you know where it is? Oh my God! It's um. It's got to be in the queue, right? It's not. Oh fuck! Where is it? It's in Alice House. Oh, wait. Yes. I, I refresh my memory on this one. I know I watched something about it recently, but. Yeah, so this next one is, um, it's Mr. Toad. Oh, it's Mr. Toad handing the deed to, the deed to his house to Owl, actually. It's not Winnie the Pooh. I am, I am mistaken. Um, so very similarly to um, The Little Mermaid Ride, on the land or in the the queue or words in the building in which winnie the pooh is sitting in used to be mr toad's wild ride now if you haven't ridden mr toad's wild ride i suggest hopping over to disneyland when it opens riding that ride because it's a fun classic but Mm. um mr toad used to be like a classic dark ride from in the magic kingdom and to pay 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 homage, pay homage. I still don't know the way you're supposed to use those two words. I don't really know. Pay tribute. (laughs) Um, To pay tribute to. We'll just use a different word. Um, When you are in the ride vehicle going through the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, if you, once you get into Owl's house, if you turn around after the door closes, there is a picture of Mr. Toad handing the deed to his house to owl which is like a little nod to the fact that Mm -hmm. mr toad paved the way for the winnie the pooh ride to exist yeah um bonus one still in the topic of mr toad yeah i Um, did know about this one this is funny so when you exit the haunted mansion there's a couple different tombstones there's a black beard um yeah the black beard monolith that has all of the his wives' names, which is very depressing. And then it, just past that is the pet cemetery. Um, mm-hmm. And in the pet cemetery is a statue of Mr. Toad that I believe was used in the ride originally. Yep. And I actually met the Imagineer who put Mr. Toad in the pet cemetery. Really? I uh, when I I think it was my fifteenth birthday. My parents. Um, I always wanted to be an Imagineer when I was growing up, and I still might want to but it's just not on the career list um Mm -hmm. but i wanted to be an imagineer so my parents found out and this is still a thing you could well you could do pre-covid i'm not sure what the what's what's the situation you can have dinner with an imagineer and um Hmm. it's one of it's one of two locations we had dinner me and my dad had it's it's lunch it's like a like a three o'clock or whatever and my dad mm-hmm. and I went to the Hollywood Brown Derby and it was this little like backstage conference room and it was this nice little place and we got to meet with, oh, I don't, I don't remember his name now and I feel bad and I'll find out and figure it out. Um, but we talked about just like Imagineering and just like the process and whatever and he, we asked him if he had any like fun anecdotes and he talked about how um, he was the one who decided that it would be funny to put after they after they redid the ride and they put Winnie the Pooh um, that they put Mr. Toad in the pet cemetery because hey man he was an animal and he belongs in the pet mm-hmm. cemetery so they just put That's it there funny. hanging out yeah Mr. Toad's in the ground yeah. so Ben mm-hmm. what is your favorite hidden Mickey That's an excellent question. Um, I'm trying to think, think back on the ones that I have found myself. On your own, yeah. Yeah. But I'll get back to you. What's well, your favorite? Well, you think I'll tell? I'll tell you about like how I discovered the love of like Easter eggs. Is I think I had one of those. Like, actually, I think I still might have it. Like, literally over there is like the hidden magic of Walt Disney World. Those books of just like here are all the Easter eggs you never knew that existed. And then 
things that Imagineers did. And in that book, I know that I didn't find it on my own, um, but in that book, mm-hmm. they talked about um, in It's a Small World. When you're riding through, I want to say it's the Africa scene. Um, it's the like African rainforest part of the ride. If you look up on the right hand side, I think it's near one of the bigger animals, there is there are vines hanging from the ceiling. And the vines in the ceiling, um, the leaves are little Mickeys. And it's oh. so easy to miss. Like if you're not looking for them, yeah. you won't see. I don't even know if you've ever seen it. Um I don't think so. Because it because the wall of that attraction is also green. So it's like they blend right into the wall. Like you can see that there's vines there and you're looking around at all these like the small world things going on. But it's also like, that's my favorite minute Mickey. Cause you can, you can just fly right past it and never notice it. Or you know where it is and you point it out to your friends every single time. So next time mm. anybody goes to visit Walt Disney world, if you didn't know that hidden Mickey existed, tell your friends and impress them that you, that you know, all these, these hidden Mickeys. Yeah. It's, um... Have you thought of one yet? I'm trying to find a picture of it. There's one in Space Ranger Spin, apparently. But I know I've seen I'm trying I know to the one you're talking about. Yeah. It's, Everything um, here is Space Ranger Spin based. Oh, absolutely. So it's um on it's in the queue line, I guess, and um one of the it's one of the planets it's in the shape of a mickey mm-hmm. um there's also so there's one in, in the planets and it's literally the mickey's head it's not even like the classic mm-hmm. mickey um right but there's also buttons that make a mickey head in the queue yeah that's fine um one i'll i'll close it off i'll close us out with the most interesting hidden mickey in my opinion um and this one comes strictly like specifically from offhand disney it's again in the little mermaid queue (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. well it's at the end of the little mermaid ride you get off the ride and it's a hidden steamboat willy really and it's a bit of a stretch and again it's one of those things of like is this real hidden mickey or is this a wishful mickey um but this hidden mickey if you look at the rock work in the right angle, you can clearly see his two little legs, his little round bottom, and his hat. It's the hat that is like, this is clearly, clearly Steamboat Willie. So like, if you look it up, you can, you can see it pretty well. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. So that's Hidden Mickey's. It's. They're fun. A pretty cool thing it's a party trick if i like it's i think it's the definition of a disney party trick of just mm-hmm. it's if you know where they are it's impressive to your friends of being like hey do you see that over there there's a little hidden mickey i know there's a bunch in in rock work and again like in bubbles bubbles are like a yeah. go-to of finding hidden mickeys um i know there's also, one in Philhar magic um, that's a french horn oh really that's funny there's one on um Tomorrowland Transit Authority uh, and the People Mover. That is the the lady who's getting her hair done. Her belt buckle has a hidden Mickey mm-hmm. on it. Or oh, it really? Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Um, and like, it's a fun Disney party trick, and it's also just a fantastic game to play when you're waiting yeah. in a queue line. Is to just look around and look at the the little look for the hidden Mickey's because. We said, like, true hidden Mickeys are the subtle ones, but like we said earlier, it's always fun to find a Mickey. Mm-hmm. So, comment below a couple things, I suppose. I guess the first one being, what you be in for Halloween? Because we already talked about that. And then if you still don't yep. know what you're being for Halloween, tell us about your favorite hidden Mickey and where it is. Um, yeah. But that's, that's, all, uh, that's all we have for today. I think so. Yeah, it's short but sweet. Yeah. You want to wrap us out, Ben? Yeah, so um, thank you for tuning in, guys. Make sure you follow that podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Anchor, wherever you are getting this podcast from. Tell your friends. Bring a friend. That'd be great. We appreciate it. Um, Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. That's been helping us a lot. We have a couple on there now. 
Um, so thank you guys who have been leaving that. If you like what you heard today and you would like some more exclusive content, feel free to swing on over to our Patreon. That is patreon.com slash Q2Q. spelled just like the podcast. And after that, if that's still not enough for you, go and check out our YouTube channel at the same name, Q2Q. Um, I think that's all I got for the spiel. Yeah, follow us on our social media. Oh, yeah, social media. <laughs> Thanks again to Filmmaker Brunch for suggesting this topic. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and for everybody listening, um, we know that you guys are, like a lot of you, listen every week, and you guys keep up with us. So mm-hmm. if you have any topics that you want us to cover on the podcast, please let us know. We are... Yeah, shoot um, us a message. A, we're always looking for new stuff. We have We have a couple things, I think, on the docket for couple future episodes but other than that we are we're looking for stuff we want to know that you want to hear what we what we're coming up with so if you have suggestions let us know shoot us a dm on uh either our instagram which is at q underscore two underscore q message us on facebook at q2q or on twitter i am active on our twitter account at q the number two q um so Mm. definitely let us know all right. But that's all we got for today. Yeah. So we'll see you guys next week. Stay spooky. Bye-bye.